All good. All right, here we go. We're going live. We're live. Oh, shoot. Hey, we're live already. There it is. What I already up, hit the button. You know, uh, when we go to end the podcast, I get the, uh, are you sure you want to end? But when you hit anyway. the start, you don't? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's get going, ladies and gents. TEDx speaker today. Let's find out what he's up to. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros! <laughs> Ladies and gents, okay. it is officially... S H I T. So Ooh, happy, happy it's Thursday. <laughs> so, welcome to the program, Ham. Hit the intro, bro. Here we go. It is that day again. So happy it's Thursday and really excited because this weekend is Marvel Movie Madness. Whoop, 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 whoop. And since we won't see anyone before the weekend is out, I do want to wish everyone a very happy Independence Day and a safe Fourth of July weekend. Now, on to our guest. Today's guest is a keynote speaker author, and business consultant whose passion is in leading companies to reach the next level with a unique understanding of his client's business, goals, and challenges. With 24 years of his own experience in business, our guest knows how to get other companies to transform their sales and scale their businesses. This awesome guest is a featured TED Talk and has worked with companies of all sizes, from startups to Fortune 500 companies, and from all range of industries, including e-commerce, media, and pharmaceuticals. Man, this guy's really built a reputation of excelling in fast-paced, high-stress situations. Now he's got his next book, Hacking Your Day, Fast Approaching. We're excited to have this awesome guest on the Business Bros Pod today. We know you're just as eager to learn from one of the industry's best. So joining us today from the world-famous Synergy Group, welcome to the show. Carl Lilray! Carl, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank welcome, you. sir. How what an intro. Well, and what a welcome. We do we we try. We try to do our we try to do our thing here. Carl, oh. you know, you you have quite a resume under your belt. What is how did you become this person like was it something that you you know you're a little kid and you knew you were going to aspire to be where you are today or did you kind of take a different journey to get here yeah definitely took a different you know come from i i started to try to find my own path as a kid and not just follow the crowd and that's what i've been doing since then always trying to find what what opens my eyes and what uh, fits my feelings right there and then. That entrepreneurial space is one of the coolest parts of it is when you come up with something, when some idea falls into your head and you start thinking about it, you can't get it out of your head. You go to sleep, you're thinking about it. You're dreaming about it. You wake up in the morning, it's still driving a driving force in your day. You can't get it out of your head. And yet when people start, in this entrepreneurial uh, journey, they kind of get lost in a bunch of other things other than the quest for what they originally started in. You've helped a lot of entrepreneurs kickstart where they were and get them to a position where they want to be. What's your experience been like working with entrepreneurs, either startups, 
you know, larger companies? What, what, what's your experience in that space? Yeah, to, to start with, it's just great fun with all these different initiatives, as I call them. And, and like when you have this idea that you want to make big or even with the big companies that they have an idea that they want to want to build on or that they have a vision that they want to make into reality. That's amazing. And it's so much fun to be part of this and to share my energy and inspiration and uh, experience with these people but also to be part of feeling what uh, what other people believe in what they want to make out of their lives, actually. It's not a cookie cutter situation, though, right? Like there's no, you know, exact way of doing the process every single time. Or is there? Is this a system that you you tend to, you know, follow these specific tasks and you can achieve that level of success? Or is it something that you have to customize for each individual entrepreneur? I actually tried to build a process around it uh, many years ago. Uh, I thought I had one that worked quite well. And then I tried to apply it on some different situation. And I realized that building a company uh, is not about building a process based on, on something that you just rinse and repeat over and over again. You have to have uh, both the vision and the belief. And if you don't have the belief and you just want to make money out of something, then that won't work. You have to, to really believe in your business idea and to uh, don't be afraid to put in the hours because it's going to take a lot of hours to build a successful company. The overnight success is overnight success after many, many years of hard work normally. Uh, and even if, if uh, it might in media look like something that came from nowhere that became big. The, the entrepreneur behind it most probably have done something before that point that led him to the position where he had enough experience and knowledge to do something amazing. Well, let me let me help expand that because I've heard that a lot, right? I, you always hear that. If you go after the dollar, it's not going to work. If you go after the dollar, it's not going to work. And yet in business, we're always looking at that P&L, right? And, and you know, a lot of companies brag about the amount of revenue they bring in, right? We are a $10 million company. We're a $100 million company. But if you look at yeah. their net, their net is never as fancy or what they want to talk about. So they are. You can't yeah. handle the truth. They are essentially going after that dollar. But what you're talking yeah. about is a little more than, you know, the the business side of it. You're talking a little bit more about why is it that you got into this company? Why is having a why so important? Why can't that exactly. dollar amount be a why? Yeah, but but also in the beginning, you need to to really roll up your sleeves because in the beginning what you think you will make a the same thing as the thing that you will actually feel and, and, and that your customers will feel for. Because as you launch your product, you will learn a lot of things about your assumptions. And many of those assumptions might be wrong. And in the most situations, they, many assumptions are wrong because the customers might not want all those bells and whistles that you have built in, into your offer. Maybe they're just interested in, in one out of 200 things that you have built in. And maybe you have built 200 things that make sure, sure that the customers don't find that one thing. So there's, 
that's what I'm talking about. To to build a company from start, believing that you know exactly what to do, that is almost never happening. You need I, I... to listen to your customers and you need to to fine tune as you grow. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. You uh, you go into something thinking one thing, and when you finally figure out how it works, it's something completely different. Um, and, yeah. and when you're talking about that why, when you're talking about you know not being able to chase that dollar, uh, for me, it's always been a, a passion thing. Like when you said that it's going to take work, you got to roll up your sleeves and do this. That's where for me, the passion and the, the love and the why is so important because without that drive to want to do it when you when it comes to doing that work when it comes to rolling up the sleeves on that day where your initial idea didn't work out where you have to modify it where you have to ask other questions we have to change it that work gets really tedious and unless you really define why you're doing this every day that's where most people fall off that's where a lot of entrepreneurs experience burnout and they quit and they they decide to go something somewhere else because it's not so much that they didn't reach that dollar amount it's because of all the changes and the ups and downs that are part of business that you need to have that fuel to push you through is that right yeah exactly and maybe what you believed was the solution to that problem that have, that you have identified maybe the cost for that solution is too big or or the the hustle to to get to to uh, the solution that you have built, or even knowing about the solution that you're trying to offer is is just too much work. So maybe you have to think about it in, from another point of view and understand your customer in a better way. Uh, because in the end, it's not about building amazing solutions. Sadly, it's about sales. A lot of times it is, right? It comes yeah. down. Well, it's because it's the vitality of your business. The, the lifeblood of your business is revenue. Without without yeah. sales, you are not going to be successful hands yeah. down. You might have a great system in place. You might have a great product. But if nobody's buying it, it's not really going to go anywhere. You do have to have the sales in the end. But yeah. what, you're, what you're describing, that passion behind it, it's going to help push through that that barrier when you figure out you know oftentimes we come up with a product we bring it to market and it doesn't do well if you yeah. quit there you never find the actual solution that's when you have to ask the question from your ideal client well i mean do you even know what your ideal client is right but once you figure out that aspect of it if you can ask the questions on you know what is it that we can help you with how can we get you to the next spot what is it that you're looking for because once they ha help you identify these issues that's how you can modify what you're doing to help solve the problems that they actually have versus the problems that you think they have. Exactly. And, and also uh, about the sales part, I always suggest to, to everybody I talk to that the first question to answer is how will you get your first customers? And I'm not talking about the first million customers. I'm talking about like the first five customers, people that you don't know, not your mother or your brother, I mean, people that you have never met before, how will you make them become customers and how will you reach them? And if the answer is uh, just paid ads, then you will be in, you're entering a big game of burning money. Because in the beginning, of course, ads works, but before you find the ads that give you more revenue than you actually spend on the ad, will actually cost you quite much money to to fine tune the ads and to identify the audience that actually pick up your ads and, and act on it and becomes uh, a paying customer.
So the best way is to try to figure out some way, some method or a bunch of methods that can get you the first customers for free. Yeah, this it's uh it's that money pit could be dangerous because uh the paid ads, don't get me wrong, they definitely are a great tool to have. You're right. And you're going to really narrow down your customer acquisition cost if you figure out the the ads that work. The problem is figuring out the ads that work, right? Because you're going to have to go exactly. through a bunch of different things to figure out, hey, did, what were the metrics on this one? Well, what if I tweak it? What if I change the color here? What if I change the wording here? But by then, you're dumping dollar after dollar after dollar to fine-tune that. Now, if you do fine-tune it, that's a great spoke to have. But if you're 100% dependent on paid ads, and what happens when that uh, market gets saturated and now the cost per click doubles or triples, now your customer acquisition cost goes way up. So you're, you can't be 100% dependent on that one medium for collecting, you know, for, for gathering customer base. You're right. You need another avenue. You need to be able to go to, I don't know, networking groups or, you know, different organizations or door to door, whatever it is that you're going to do podcasting, for example, how are yeah. you going to lead generate more than one, one way, one way is great and it's effective, but you can't be a one wheel spoke. You have, or yeah, sorry, a one spoke wheel. You need to have multiple spokes for that wheel to be strong. And then as yeah. things change, as you, as you know, the markets change, you will survive because you have other ways of generating leads yeah so to to all the listeners the first thing that all you should should do is not to focus on the idea the solution to the problem that you have identified the first thing you should do is to brainstorm about how you would get your first customers or maybe brainstorm about how you get your first thousand customers or ten thousand customers i mean really go wild and crazy and try to identify as many different methods as you can possibly think of and, and Facebook ads and Google ads and Instagram ads and all that, add them to the list and then try to add some more. Mm. Start with the easy ones and then try to, to think between the lines basically and see what you can do more than, than the easy ones. And talk to everyone you meet. How would you try to find a product like this? So don't stop with your own brainstorming. Ask people to brainstorm with you. Yeah, your your ideas might come from other people's perspectives. I mean, you only yeah. have a limited perspective. You're in your own box. You've only been doing the yeah. same thing you've been doing over and over again. And when you get the perspective of somebody else, uh, it's always better. Speaking of other people's perspectives, keynote Carl, you were a TEDx speaker. Um, you're able to get on a stage and talk to different people and get there. You know, share what it is that you're doing, and and it, it's a huge influence for those who are listening to get ideas from other people. How did you get to become a TEDx speaker? Um, it started with, uh, with me just adding uh, layer on layer with different uh, perspectives and different uh, companies that I've been working with and for in different situations. And at one point I learned that I was really enjoying sharing my knowledge and, and my experience with others to basically empower people to believe in what they can do. Uh, and then I was approached by the organizer of a TEDx in, in France, actually. And they asked me if I wouldn't come and, and speak at their event about something that might inspire their audience. So I decided to accept their invitation and come and talk about 
the topic that I really believe in myself and that I'm uh, trying to, to overcome every day almost. And that is to do the impossible. So the mm. topic for my first TED talk was uh, how to do the impossible. Uh, and I, I, of course, you can see that on my website, carlilrud.com. Uh, and it was a great experience. And the TED, TED scene is quite interesting and different from most other keynote situations. What's it like coming off the stage there? Like you, you give, you go in, you network with a bunch of people and it's different when you walk in because nobody knows who you are. But after you give your, your keynote, once you get off the stage, now all eyes are on you. And there are some people who are really, really motivated by what you said. Some, you, you drop some seeds in some people's heads and ideas have sparked and they're really interested in talking to you. What's that feeling like getting off the stage and, and you know, going amongst other people in that TED space and, and talking, continuing that, that conversation? Yeah, it's a really, really interesting feeling. Uh, it's a quite unique feeling. And uh, most people have been told in school to step up in front of the class and do a presentation. And most people don't enjoy that situation. Uh, according to studies, it's uh, like on the top 10 list of the worst thing that you could possibly do. Um, and it's actually, uh, people are more afraid of dying than stepping up on stage and doing a presentation, <laughs> <laughs> according to some research. Anyhow, um, the thing is that when you're stepping up on the stage to do a TED talk or a keynote, it's totally different. It's like the audience are there to listen to you. They are there because they believe in something that you have uh, shared in, in, uh, uh, in a quick presentation that tell them what they have to expect from you, basically. Hmm. Uh, so just think of all these people in the audience pointing their energy towards you and uh, to, to play with the idea that there's a bunch of people with mirrors uh, pointing the sun directly towards you. That's like the feeling that you have. Yeah, that, that's, uh, so that adrenaline rush, right? You must have felt yeah. like it's got to feel yeah. pretty powerful. I mean, there's times like James mentioned, we're going to be watching all the Marvel movies this weekend. And there's some scenes yeah. in there. Like I know, you know, one one scene in particular, they're in Uganda. They're, you know, the, the aliens are coming in through the gate and then Thor shows up and Thor shows up and he like strikes his hammer down. And like he, there's this yeah. huge scene where he has all kinds of power, right? That's what I envision that's going to be like. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, guys are in trouble now. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I can imagine when you hop on stage, you might have nerves. You might be a little nervous, but you feel that energy coming off of people. They're they're actually interested in what you're gonna say, you know. And you yeah. just kind of get you. I'd imagine you get hyped, right? You get pumped. Yeah, but the thing is that you need to control it. So if I were like getting an adrenaline rush from jumping out from an airplane or, or going on a, on, a, on a bicycle downhill or something like that. I don't need to control it in the same way on the stage. I need to control it in a way where I seem very calm and relaxed about the situation while I get all these mirrors of, of sun rays basically pointing directly towards me. So the, the result of that is that I stand with a big mirror in front of me, pointing all that energy back to the audience. So it's just bouncing back and forth, bouncing back and forth. So I'm 
Empower Me, which is something really, really cool. Uh, and when I leave the stage, I'm very, very relaxed. Not, not like I'm flushed out of, of energy, but I'm flushed out of adrenaline. But when I meet the, the audience afterwards, I really see what they have uh, received in a way, in like in their expression and, and how they feel about uh, doing the impossible. It's, it's something quite unique. It totally is. I, you know, we, we are fueled by, uh, you know, I don't even know, your soul, your ideas, your emotions. None of those physically exist, right? They don't, they're not actual yeah. things. We're tangible things we can hold in our hands, yet they yeah. fuel us. They keep us going. And when you're in an environment, you do feel it. You, it could be something as depressing as when you walk into a funeral home or something that's exhilarating where you're jumping out of a plane. You have a bunch of people in a plane getting ready to do that. You feel what other people are feeling when you're amongst them. I don't know. It's, it's maybe an instinct. I have no idea what it is. But I'd imagine, you know, when you when you get off stage, you have that that same type of thrive. Anything that you can take away that you can share with us that, that you took away after uh, doing the TED Talks? Is there anything where uh, maybe you uh, realize, hey, next time I'm going to do this or, you know, for, for anybody else who's ever going to get into that space, what advice would you give them? Um, to own your own stage. I mean, own your uh, your. Uh, base of information and your knowledge. Don't be afraid uh, about the situation that most people think of when they're stepping up on the stage for the first time. They're afraid that someone might not agree with what they're saying, that someone might criticize you. But just imagine the situation where there's an, an audience of, let's say, 100 to 3,000 people. No one will stand up in that audience and say, no, you're wrong. <laughs> that just won't happen. <laughs> That's a fear we manifest in our own minds. Yeah, yeah. So when you're down there, just enjoy the show and, and uh, make sure that you do your best. And then afterwards, most people come up and, and just uh, thank you for, for sharing that presentation and that energy with the audience. And maybe every now and then there might be someone that don't agree with you but that doesn't mean that they will look uh, look you up afterwards and say, I didn't agree on that term. <laughs> or if they do, then just uh, reason with them. Don't be afraid about it. I mean, if you believe in what you're saying, then that's, that's great. That's and more than enough. Your belief, yeah, and your belief is connected to experience. So all of us have different experiences. What, what I say works perfectly might uh, in some situations, not be perfect. So there's there's not one way of doing things, and that's where I come from. I I as a as a kid, I realized that from school we learned so much about how to do things, but school practically just teach us one method. They don't say they don't tell us to go out and seek alternative methods. They say this is how you do it, do it right. Yeah. This is right or wrong. And I'm the teacher. Yeah. I am grading you and there's no other way to do it. But you're right. Yeah. The world is, is a little bit different. Speaking of, uh, of teaching something, I think it's time we take a little break here. Nice segue. Nice segue. I like it. There you go. Well, today 
on insurance, bro, hams. Hams insurance tip. Here we go. Uh, we got uh, personal auto versus commercial auto. So to all of our listeners out there who happen to be contractors, this one's for you. If you're a plumber, landscaper, roofer, framer, electrician, drywaller, any other type of artisan contractor, listen up. What type of auto insurance policy do you have? Is it a personal lines policy with authorized business use? Or is it actually a commercial auto policy? I hope it's commercial, and here's two reasons why. First of all, every contractor needs two things. The knowledge in how to perform their trade and their tools. In your personal lines policy with that business use, how much coverage, non, do you think is provided for tools? I'm going to guess zero. That's the exact correct answer. Zero. No coverage for tools in a personal auto policy, but you can get those tools covered in a commercial auto policy. Secondly, if you have a personal auto policy, your business is capped. You can only perform work at residential locations. Businesses and government locations will be off limits to you because your personal auto policy probably doesn't provide the minimum required liability limits, usually a million, and you're not able to extend coverage to those places as additional insureds. So bottom line, if you want to do the most with your trade, with your business, you want a commercial auto policy instead of personal. If you've got any questions or need any help, give Pipeline Insurance a, co uh, a call at 877-928-9994 and follow me on Twitter at InsuranceBroham. All right, Carl. I've known okay. you now for a whole 26 minutes. So we're going to do a segment called Two Truths and a Lie. You ready? Yeah, sure. All right, let's see how well we now know Carl. You ready, James? Carl's I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's see. Three things. Two of them are going to be a truth. One is going to be a lie. James and I are going to try to guess which one is the lie. So, Carl, whenever you're ready, give us those three things. Yeah, okay. So, as I'm from Sweden, uh, but now living in Spain, uh, obviously, all of us, when we were children, we were riding moose during the winter. And really having fun. Uh, when the, when the ice on the lake froze, so we were diving under the ice and uh, swimming like crazy. What? And another thing that we uh, love to do is to, uh, obviously in the summer, go out and build tree houses. All right, so we got uh, riding moose. Yeah. We got swimming under ice. Yeah. And we got building tree houses. Yes. Oh, dude, those are tough. two. Of these are true, and one is a lie. Um, I have seen "It's a Wonderful Life," and uh, Georgie's little brother did not do well under ice. I'm gonna guess that's the lie. But I'm like riding a moose, I'm, I'm, dude. I, yeah, riding the moose. Like what? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Like I'm like flip flopping on that one a little bit. But I'm just go with with swimming under ice all right i'm gonna i'm gonna take the hedge bed and go the other way i'm gonna say riding a moose is the lie and swimming under the ice 
I guess your body adapts. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> yeah, so the lie is uh, riding the moose. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Victory is mine! <laughs> oh, dude. I was going to say, if but, that was true, that would have been awesome. I don't know how you ride yeah, moose. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> but, okay, but so I don't you know guys... how I even came up with that amazing no, lie. I would love to that do was, that. That was fantastic. That was good. But it's because, it, you know, having those two controversies right there, the, the riding the moose and swimming under ice, I want to know, you, you, you guys actually do that? You go and swim under the ice? Not, not, uh, not in general, but uh, as you will see, because obviously you're going to watch the TED Talk after this, you will see uh, more about it. So, yes, I've been swimming quite much uh, all year round. And oh my in the winter, it, uh, in the air, it actually becomes about uh, 24, 25 minus Celsius. So uh, it's, it's very, very cold. And um, uh, as I was swimming, open water, open water swimming, uh, there's a lot of ice. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, now I feel super weak. The, it, on Monday this week, <laughs> it rained in the morning, right? Yeah. And so, and so <laughs> I decided I was not going to run Monday because it was raining. It was going to be too raining. cold out. Yeah, yeah, but our cold was like 65 degrees with a, a little yeah. bit of a drizzle, and I decided that was too much. But you're over here swimming in ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have zero excuses now. Anytime it rains a little bit, I'm just going to be like, well, at least it's not you know ice outside. <laughs> That's going to be yeah. a big difference. All right, and or then no, man, just get out there and run in the rain. It's just, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe when it's raining next time, you just say, no, not this time. I'm just going to ride a moose. <laughs> <laughs> this time I think I'm just going to ride a moose. All right, all right. And wow. uh, building tree houses, I mean, that's just a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what uh, I think most uh, guys do when they are uh, children and if they have the possibility. So, of course, uh, most Swedes, uh, as the children, have built the treehouse in one way or another. All right, I got one more segment here to finish. Actually, I got two more segments, but we're going to do one more here. Carl, you got goals, you got ambitions, you've done so much already. What is in your future? What are you, what are you uh, looking to do here in the next few years or maybe more recent than that or closer than that? Yeah, so my goals right now is actually to help some really cool startups to scale their business faster and uh, to save lives, sure that they do the right things at the right time and not just waste time on doing the wrong things. So, That's always uh, the key. Yeah, right. you do need, not step you need in the to know hole. what to do. Yeah, yeah, you need to do do the right stuff at the right time. And most people, if they don't have experience, they don't know what the right stuff is at the right time. We've uh, got to make our own so, mistakes and you're going to help them not yeah. make those mistakes. Exactly. And I really enjoy doing that. So if, if any of the people listening are interested in that, then just reach out to me and I'd be happy to see what we can do together. He's going to ride into your company on a moose and help you yeah. <laughs> swim through the ice, right? <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Just like that. All right. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> Ray.
referrals are the lifeblood of any business. We love it when we hear about, uh, you know, what we do well, what we don't do well. So I want to know what was your experience like on the business bros podcast? Yeah, it's full of energy. I love that. And really, really fun. I mean, this is great. Uh, and I like the way you're doing it. You're really interacting with, and, and I actually feel that you're interacting with the audience, not just with me, but uh, making sure that you do basically well i'm glad i'm glad you had fun um i'm i i love i love meeting someone new every single day and you know for me podcasting has been one of the best prospecting tools i've ever come across uh it allows me to meet someone like you every day hear your story learn about moose writing or whatever <laughs> other stuff uh, we get to learn from our guests but uh you know and and there's there's no other way that I've come across where I have that opportunity to really uh, open somebody's mind and, and get to learn from what it is that they're doing, their passions and their dreams. So I want to you know thank you for coming on the show, sharing with everybody. Just a, a little recap, ladies and gents. Uh, you know if you're interested in getting more information, you can follow Carl at Keynote Carl on Instagram and go check out his website. Check out his TED Talk. Uh, let us know what you guys think. He's, he's available to speak. Just hit him up, DM him, send him some information. And uh, if you're in business and you feel stuck, like you just aren't, uh, you know, you've been at it for a few years and you feel like you've plateaued, this is the type of person you want to talk to so they can come in, give you a whole different perspective on what it is that you're doing so you can help elevate your business. Anything else you want to add, Carl? Yeah, for sure. For all the people that uh, are hesitant on reaching out, just uh, start by reading my book, Hacking Your Destiny. It's going to open your eyes to new possibilities for sure. Hacking your destiny. Where can they find yeah. that book? Uh, the easiest way is to go to my website and then you'll find links to the stores that are close to you. Perfect. So Carl, littlerod.com. Check out the website, buy the book, Hacking Your Destiny, ladies and gents. It's right there in front of you. You just got to take the steps to get there. Carl, thanks a lot for being on the program today. Uh, everybody else have a happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, if you guys have any other questions, we're going to actually not be live tomorrow. We'll probably do a live, you know, while we're watching movies and stuff, but we won't have an actual show at four o'clock because we're going to be watching Thor and his pals take on the rest of the, uh, MCU universe, I guess. I don't know. Every, every bad guy. I'm actually going to try to watch the movie this time, Ham, as if, uh, Thanos is a hero. So I'm going to try to try to watch the whole series that way. We'll see what happens. I love it. Nice. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Carl. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.